Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I'm a sucker for the viral video, the humorous viral video, and one that has been circulating pretty much since the dawn of the internet is a local one from our good friends over at KSTP Channel 5, and this was back in the 90s, where there's a reporter out front of a house that had been uh, where a drug bust had occurred, and while the reporter is live on the air, one of the officers who took part in the bust, walks out of the front door of this drug house. And let's just say there's a prominent sex toy that's hanging out of a box that the officer is carrying. And this was live on TV. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those videos that comes up from time to time, and you can't believe it really aired. It did. And bravo to Racket, our local uh, publication. Uh, I think that Racket kind of... Came out of what used to be City Pages. Mm -hmm. They actually did a full (laughs) investigative piece into that uh, viral video. (laughs) They talked to the reporter who was involved. Uh, uh, And I just read it online. Well done. I mean, you got to have to have a little fun sometimes. And the reporter had no idea what was happening. He said, way later. Right. In fact, there's somebody from. Racket responded to me. Jay Bowler, who we've had on the air Mm. before, he said, Hey, if you want to, I can hook you up with that report. Jeff Crilly is the guy's name who now has a PR firm. Yes. And he said he pulled out the tape one time and his office workers, like they said, oh, my God, you're the dildo guy. <laughs> Again, it's not safe for work, not for the kids. No. But if you're into funny uh, juvenile <laughs> videos like I am, that's it. But, yeah, he said he had no idea. He said they timed it because he said because they were concerned about having um, – there were undercutter, undercutter officers on the scene. They oh. didn't want them to capture on camera. So he said, okay, well, I'm going to be on the air from 5 to 5.02. Yeah. And so obviously he told them that. So they, they knew that he was oh. going to be live. So they totally set him up. <laughs> but bravo. So if you want to check that out, uh, I've retweeted that story. Uh, very funny stuff. Oh, speaking of uh, funny videos, I found this funny video online. The president was on with Seth Meyers last night. Seth Asked uh, first question was about the president's age. All jokes aside, according to recent polling, this is a real concern for American voters. How do you address that concern going forward as you come up to the 2024 election? Well, a couple of things. Number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't even remember his wife's name. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, number one. Number two, <laughs> it's about how old your ideas are. Look, I mean... This is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on, on a whole range of issues that on, for 50, 60 years, they've been solid American p- positions. And, um, and I really mean this sincerely. The, uh, I think it's about, uh, about the future. Adam, what does it do? Does it help Joe Biden, 81-year-old Joe Biden, to go on yes. a late-night show with uh, Seth Meyers? First of all, I'll say this. I haven't watched the whole thing, but just listening to that, Joe sounds uh, much sharper than he does at many other times. But yeah, it's it's layup city. I mean, he's not going to get grilled by Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers clearly uh, <laughs> is favorable to the president over Donald Trump. 
and he figures that reaches younger younger viewers. How much does it help? I don't know, but it's safe. That's a safe space for the president, so he gets to control that environment. So it's yeah. You know, I'd like to see him sit down with other you know journalists to face some more significant grilling, but I guess uh, that'll do. He knows exactly what he's doing there and the the audience he's seeking out. Uh, news this week that Tattersall Distilling will close its Northeast Minneapolis cocktail room when its lease expires at the end of the year. But there's more to this story. This is from a statement from the leadership at Tattersall. In early January of 2024, it came to our attention that rent payments made did not go to our landlord due to an IT system being hacked. Both Tattersall and the landlord are still trying to recover the paid rent and resolve the issue. So basically, Tattersall has been paying, thought they were paying their rent for the last six months, and the rent, because of a hack in the IT system, oh which gosh. has been be compared more to a scam, uh, has not been going to the landlord, and now they're facing eviction because of that, they'll be leaving their uh, uh, room in their, their cocktail room in North Minneapolis at the end of the year. But Adam, what's your reaction to this kind of wild story of stolen rent? I, I hope that's not happening. Why? Uh, more than it is, more than we hear, but it's got to be. I mean, anytime, obviously, when there's money exchange, somebody's going to try to hack into that, or somebody's going to try to do poor things to get. But you wonder, like, I mean, you'd hope you'd have. You know, most of us think, well, well you, the old school, you write a check and you hand it to your landlord. Well, obviously, it's not like that anymore. You're sending your payment off and unsecured. I, I would hope that if this is truly what happened here, that the landlord would come to some agreement here. Because it's like, you know, if I if my credit card gets hacked and somebody, you know, runs up a bunch of the credit card company usually reimburses me for that. Mm-hmm. Says, you no, know, I didn't. If, as long as they can prove that it wasn't me that made those payments i'm in the clear on that i I would hope that that would be the case here because i know tattersall has been a good uh, Mm -hmm. good neighbor uh and still is very popular so i hope they can get that resolved uh by the way that's not their only cocktail room and they do plan on reopening another location in minneapolis so it's not the end of the story for tattersall but a weird chapter hey adam an apple orchard in the south metro is looking for a new owner lakeville's Applewood Orchard hit the market last week. Uh, it's just over $2 million for the 62-acre property that includes 6,000 trees, retail storefront, garage buildings, and a three-bedroom home. You've said you might be someday, you know, buy a little orchard or winery or something like that. You could uh, buy this no, orchard. Said, Lakeville, it's near your yeah. uh, estate in Rosemont. Is, is this the time? I don't know the first thing about raising apples. Well, you'd have to hire somebody to do the... That part of it, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't raise uh, Honeycrisp. <laughs> I'm I'm anti Honeycrisp. Really? No, I just they're fine. But we all go. Oh my God, Honeycrisp! Oh my God! Look, I'll pay seventy five dollars for six apples. Ooh, and when there's other apples that are just as good. But no, like my next door neighbor, my prior next door neighbor, Paul, on a whim, went and bought a winery in uh, Western Wisconsin. The old Danzinger Winery, give him a shout-out, Paul. Paul Eppen, Paul and Madison, my former neighbors. Uh, and he's a incredible uh, craftsman. So he's turned this winery, he's turning it into you know an ultimate destination place where you have weddings and stuff. But he didn't know anything about wine. 
but he kept the guy on who does. Mm-hmm. So what an adventure! No, I'd, I'd I, you know I'm, I'd like to work with my wife for sure. Wants to work with animals sometime. Mm, okay. So like a donkey rescue. I think there might be more money in apple orchards than donkey rescue. <laughs> Probably right. <laughs> but, I mean, it's the fulfillment of dealing with these animals. Ah, okay. Really a donkey? <laughs> yeah, are she there, loves... Uh, are there are a lot of donkeys that need to get rescued? Well, there are. There's, um, there's one in... Oh, I forget the name of it. She'll text me the name of it. But, yeah, there's uh, people rescue donkeys. And I love donkeys. You know who's got a donkey? That's is a uh, weird turn. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a donkey. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, that. They're cute. Yeah, Arnold's about twice as big as the donkey. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the, the Wild. Look at the donkey. Host the Hurricanes tonight. They are currently four points out of a playoff spot trying to keep their postseason hopes alive. Adam, uh, we haven't talked about the Wild in a long time, but do you have any hope for this season as they move forward, or uh, are they close to packing it up and hoping for next year? Four points out. Again, I think this, you know, this stuck in mediocrity that happens with the NHL when you got all these teams that make the playoffs. And yes, I know that low seeds have gone on to win the Stanley Cup. You you get a hot goalie. Uh, But, man, you know, just with their, how they're hamstrung still with those contracts from Parisi and Suter, you just think that. Missing out on the playoffs, trying to get a higher draft pick would be beneficial in the long run. And I know people don't want to hear that. They want to go to the playoff hockey games in St. Paul. And they're fun. Same playoff hockey games are fun. But if you're going to get bounced out of the first round again, is it really worth it? I say no. So you're calling for the Wild to tank the rest of their season? Uh, yes. Okay. No, 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 of course not. But well, sounds don't, like don't it. Worry you about want them to miss, miss the, the playoffs, playoffs and get a higher draft choice. Yeah. Are you listening, Bill Guerin, my buddy? Come on. I'm with you. I'm a Honeycrisp. I'm the Honeycrisp. I'm a Macintosh girl. Adam, have you tried a, tried a Cosmic Crisp apple yet? Uh, St. Paul's full of donkeys that need help. Apples, overrated. <laughs> apples are kind of overrated. Oh, I disagree. Apples I mean, they're great. I mean, it's a good snack, but it's they're not as healthy as we make them out to be. I didn't know that was part of it. I don't know. They're just good. They're good, but I think we think like, oh, apples is a very healthy snack. And yes, it's better than a bag of chips, but I don't think it's as healthy well, as other fruits. M- most of our snacks are processed sugar and grains. I mean, I think it's better than all those. And I suppose. But again, a Fuji. Wow. I like the Fuji. What an apple I'm a Fuji you guy. are. I know. I like a Fuji. It's yeah, just the, the apple crisp. Tr- trucked in from 10,000 Yeah, that's what my dad away. used to tell me that. You know, those are, those are flown in, and those are destroying the environment. Yeah, that's it's right. It's an apple. Give me a break. Stop it. You're at more Apple talk after this. Let's see. See you. Uh, Save the Braves. That's the name of the uh, organization that is a donkey rescue. And I'm wondering, do they just rescue donkeys, or is it mules, too? Do you know the difference between a mule and a donkey? Um, mule is larger. Is mule this is like a kind setup of a, of a joke no, you're about to tell, or no, is this a real it's question? Not a set, legit. Like a mule is like a larger version of a donkey, where it's like between a like a almost horse size, and donkeys I think are just small. How'd you become such a I have no donkey idea. expert. Know. You know, my first radio job in Tama, Iowa, Tama, Toledo, the Twin Cities of Iowa. 
we actually had the donkey basketball game. So the wacky DJ from KZAT 95.5 FM had to get on a donkey and play basketball. And the joke was that the donkeys didn't really move. Some of them were, you know, you could get on and they'd ride. You could ride the donkey up and down the court. But most of them were stubborn. And they would not move. And you try to pull your donkey down the court while playing basketball. Does I don't know if that still happens. I can't believe that that's somehow still. I, maybe, but boy, that seems to me like somebody would have stepped in at some point. You know what? Eh, not a good uh, use of donkeys. I have a vague memory of like the final one of those a number of years ago. So I think that might be out of date. Yeah, mules are uh, uh, the result of breeding donkeys and a horse. Adam, stick to talking about hunting. Apples are full of fiber and minerals and vitamins. Watch your own bobber already. I know I'm the purveyor of that. I got I have a hat now that says "Watch Your Own Bobber." Wow. Yep. Um, I'm just no. I'm giving my opinion. I'm not saying you shouldn't eat apples. I'm saying they're overrated as a snack. I think we value them higher than they actually are. So you're just going to go back to eating Cheetos and whatever else? I don't really eat those. Somebody asked, well, so what's your definition of a healthy snack? A meat bucket? <laughs> meat a meat bucket. <laughs> hey, it sounds delicious. <laughs> Uh, first kiss apples are much better than Honeycrisp. Adam, admit it. You hate apples and don't know anything about them. When did your hate for apples first start to surface? I, I don't mind an apple. I just, I think we overvalue them as a quote-unquote healthy snack. Apple apple a day keeps the doctor away? I don't think so. So, Jordana, did, did she text? Is she uh, now, is she out? Uh, she's texting me now, Jordana, yeah. and she sounds like some like high-powered lobbyist. Okay, I'm between my meetings. Oh I'm my available God. to join you. Like she's high maintenance now. Like she wants us to. What do you mean high maintenance now? Well, good point. <laughs> you mean like oh yeah, she's so easy going ahead of time. So what? She's available now. So we got to take an early break. And I think come we back? should take it. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that because uh, yeah, we got to play by her rules. Sheesh. Our own Jordana Green is in. Wa- uh, jo- Mrs. Green goes to Washington. Why is she there? Uh, she'll join us to tell us how it's going next on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I totally was wrong. Temperature didn't drop. It actually increased over the last hour, but that goes against the narrative I'm trying to perpetuate here. So our own Jordana Green is in uh, Washington, D.C., demanding that she get airtime, demanding that uh, we cut our previous segment early so that we can get to her. So here she is. Jordana I am not Green. relinquishing my time to at the Adam part of the Adam and Jordana show. No. I am keeping my time, and I'm going to share it all, everything I'm doing. Uh, yes, live from Capitol Hill, Adam. This is so exciting. Where are very official? Where are you right now? Are you uh, screen? Are you marching the halls of the Capitol, shouting, "Where's Nancy?" <laughs> I guess. Yes, in fact, I am demanding. I'm holding a flagpole. I'm running around. People are chasing me. No, we just got out of the Dirksen building where Senator Klobuchar and Senator Smith have their offices. And we met with both of their staff 
this morning. And what we're doing is lobbying has such like a bad connotation. I don't love that word, but we're advocating. It shouldn't. It shouldn't have a bad connotation. It should have a positive connotation. I know. And you know what? what? Being here, this is the first time I'm doing anything like this or experiencing this. It is really positive because what we're going in and doing is asking for an increase in funding to get more people on the registry to give life-saving stem cell and bone marrow transplants. And they need money to do that, to reach out to young college kids, to diversify the registry so everyone has access to life-saving treatments. To, and we're also asking for paid, excuse me, no, unpaid donor leave. So like small businesses, you know, have to or, or should be able to give somebody who wants to donate marrow or stem cells their job should wait for them. You know, they have to take off time from work, uh, many hours to go get shots and then to go and give the donation. So we're not asking businesses to pay for that. What we're asking for is just businesses to keep their jobs. So if somebody needs a day off here or a day off there to go donate marrow, that they don't give away that person's job because they have missed time. So not any, no, no money out of small businesses, no taxpayer money, nothing like that. We just want these folks to be able to have time off to be able to donate. So those are the two asks we're asking senators and congresspeople for. And, I mean, it's a no-brainer. It's making things as easy as possible to facilitate these. And I guess we we hear about your story all the time, but the donor story, somebody who donates, I mean, what kind of downtime are they looking at? We, what we tell the, the legislators is that it's, it can be up to 40 non-contiguous hours. So what that means is you have to go get a shot to increase your stem cells. You know, maybe that's just like a 30-minute doctor's appointment, but you need time off work to go do that. And you need to do that three days in a row before collection. So you need a little time off of work if you, you know, you're working a nine-to-five to go to the doctor to get your shot and then to go back. And then sometimes when you are donating, you have to, like, for example, my guy was from New York, my donor. They flew him to Boca Raton and what they, because that's where their collection center is. So what they did was they flew him there. He spent the night. They collected his cells, which could take up to seven hours. You know, he just sits there. It's like a blood donation. And then they flew him back the next day. But that's three days, Adam. And some people don't have paid time leave. So what happens is the, the, the company doesn't have to pay for them to go do that. Be the match will reimburse all lost wages. So the donor will get money from Be the Match, excuse me, NMDP, because of their lost time. So there's no onus on the business owner. But what we're trying to do here is tell the business owners, you have to give them at least a couple of days off to be able to save a life. So how has this been? Based on your anticipation of how this would be, obviously you're just in the midst of it, but uh, it it has to be fairly awe-inspiring to be able to do this. Well, first of all, I feel so lucky to be able to be here with such smart people. We're with a group of about 75 from NMDP, and it's people that work at NMDP. It's, it's parents of children who have gotten um, you know, donations. It's donors themselves. It's transplant recipients like me. So I am totally inspired by this amazing group of people who, by the way, have taken all their time. I took vacation time to come here. You know, like everybody had mm-hmm. to take time off of their job to come here. So I feel privileged and lucky to get paid time off that I could use. But other people took time out of their lives to come to Washington for three days to do this. And I'll tell you this, Senator Klobuchar's office was amazing. She's even considering co-sponsoring the bill 
for the unpaid time, which is great. Um, Senator Tina Smith's office, again, they were somewhat familiar with the legislation and we're just meeting with staffers. We're not meeting with the actual senators, um, but they will, you know, put, put it up the chain. We have three more meetings, Dean's office, Emmer and Betty McCollum. We have three more meetings this afternoon. It honestly, Adam, it's really cool because you get to see like how it works. I didn't know how lobbying works. I didn't know. And, and, and there's so many other people pitching. Like kidney organizations are pitching here. All sorts of healthcare organizations are pitching here. So, like, these staffers have to listen to these pitches all day long, which is a lot, but we have to make it compelling and we have to make it worth the while as to why our cause is important. And I believe in the cause, so I know that it is. Frankly, I'm a little disappointed that the senators aren't there. Don't they know who you are and that you would be there? Don't, this is a little don't disappointing. They know. I demand it. I'm Jordana Green from WCCO Radio. I must meet with the senator. No, can you even imagine? Oh, my goodness. I'd get laughed out of the halls of Congress. And also, you said you didn't know how lobbying works. I'll tell you how lobbying works. You meet a senator and a, and a congressman after hours at a, some guy at some little lounge off of uh, Alphabet Street with a fat envelope of cash. And then you, in some dark corner of the bar, you say, let's get this done. Let's get this legislation passed. That's, a, that's how I'm told it works in the movies. I'll, well, you know what? Maybe we'll try that after hours tonight. That's when the real work will begin. We're just schlepping all over Capitol Hill today, but the real work is tonight at the bar late night. I'll well, make a note. I was going to ask you, what do you have any kind of, um, obviously very busy in the short time you're there, do you have any kind of downtime or ability to do anything else uh, while you're there? Well, we had two meetings today, and now we have about an hour or two before. So we're just going to go have lunch, regroup, you know, talk about what worked. But tonight we have a free night, and tomorrow my flight isn't home till the afternoon. So I think I'm going to do one of those super touristy, you know, tours of Washington. I want to go to the Library of Congress. I'd love to hit the Holocaust Museum. I don't know that I could do everything in one day, but I'm definitely going to do some touristy things because – as much as I say that Congress is incompetent and that our you know, country is so divided, it is awe-inspiring to be in our nation's capital and see the history and all of the founding documents and the way the process works. You know, we are privileged to have a process. Yep. So it sort of renewed my faith in um, how things get done or don't get done. It's not, it's not about the people. It's about the ideals and about why we have uh, built yeah. these uh, monuments and built these structures to, in, in honor of this government. You're 100% right. A couple of things before I can let you go here. Uh, yes, yesterday it got up into the 60s here. And I, was, I started the show by describing my yesterday afternoon. I was walking in my backyard picking up dog poop, and I was in short shorts and Crocs. <laughs> And very pale, very pale white legs. But I said it was moment like it was seared in my memory now that uh, not only what I was wearing, but it was February 26th and it was 60 degrees. And uh, I was asking people, don't they have like, don't you have a, uh, like a day of unusual weather that is seared in your memory? Can you think of anything on your Ooh, part? Uh, that is seared in my memory. Um, oh, gosh, you put me on the spot. But yeah, hold sorry. on. I am going to. Yeah, I'm going, definitely going to think about one. I think there was a day that I might have taken the kids to, like, Buck Hill to go snowboarding, and we were in T-shirts. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, there was a day when we were, I'm not going to remember the exact day, but I remember it being weird because 
we were in t-shirts and we kept falling and then realizing, oh, it's still cold and we should probably have gloves on. But it was so warm out that we didn't have it. So, yeah, that happens. Snowboarding in t-shirts, I, I, I don't recommend it. Uh, we are doing the random review today. You will give you a pass. And uh, Chad Harmon oh. is going to s- step in for you and going to actually review oh, our show tonight. And so that should be entertaining. So you, you, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do your homework. While you're in Washington. Well, I'll, I'll get the assignment and maybe watch it anyway, just so I can feel part of the show. But I'll be back on Thursday yep. with you. Are you going to be here Thursday? I'm here Thursday. Dear Jordan is okay. coming up. And by the way, That's speaking of, uh, of speaking of random review, I am, I, I'm in love with uh, Resident Alien. I think it's such a great show. I hope you're still watching it because it's great. I totally am. We love yeah. it. We love it. I'm totally watching it. And it's, very, it's getting better. It gets even better. Well, say hi to uh, all the senators and congresspeople. Uh, drop my name out there if you can, and uh, have a great day. Sounds like you're having a lot of fun, and it's very exciting and very inspiring. And thank you so much for just uh, taking a couple minutes to chat with your old friends back here in CCO. And don't forget, oh. a, don't forget about us when you when you hit the big time. Oh please, there. oh please. Well, honestly, thanks to WCCO for offering um, paid vacation days because that's why I'm able to come here. So, um, love you guys, and I'll see you on Thursday. Jordana Green from Washington, D.C., doing a little lobbying work uh, for NMDP, the National Marrow Donor Program, doing wonderful work out there talking to our members of Congress. I am a little disappointed. Come on, Senator Klobuchar, Senator Smith. Meet with uh, these folks. Jordana Green went all the way out there to see you. Talk to her. Uh, We'll be back after this. 60% of Americans say that they shower every single day. I think that's a little low. Really? I feel like, yeah, I've I've always been of the assumption that people typically shower every day. You're not? You I, feel differently? Than I'm, I'm very surprised by both the stat you just said and your response to really? that. Um, there's a time when I showered every day, but... Uh, do you, well, let's just put... Okay. Do you shower every day? Why or why not? 651-461-9226. I'd love a phone call, too, just explaining... I'll tell you why I shower every day. And is this like, um, I, I don't want to waste water, but I'm, I'm pretty efficient in the shower. <laughs> I mean, it's a quick shower. I'm not in there, you know, mm-hmm. getting steamy and, I mean, the room, not me, myself. <laughs> Those days are long gone. I'm talking about, you know, some people shut the door and, you know, let the bathroom get really like a steam room. I'm in, I'm out. Uh I do it every morning because it wakes me up. That's part of the process of waking up. Even like there's been times where, okay, let's say like I've got softball practice or something late at night or I get a workout in late at night that, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to um, take a shower at the end of the evening and that, well, means I don't have to take one in the morning. But even on those days when I wake up and then go to work, I don't feel as refreshed. So to me, it's part of waking up is taking a shower. So I feel like, yes, 60% seems awfully low to me. I think it's interesting that you talk about other reasons because I think it's clear that unless you are like working out strenuously every day or doing a job where you get dirty every day, like it's not hygienically necessary to shower every day. But I think a lot of people do it for other reasons, whether it's to wake up or whether it's to calm down at the end of the day or maybe reset in the middle of the day. Um, I actually, I showered more before I had kids because 
I like the ritual of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like an enjoyable thing to do at the end or the beginning of the day to kind of reset and cleanse not just your body but yeah. your mind. And it's, it's just sort of centers and resets you. But now uh, I live in a house where our bathroom is a family bathroom. Ah. So there's kids' toys. There's like 17 towels. Yeah. There's too many things in there. And it's less of a pleasant experience. Yes. And I think that impacts the number of times I shower. Yeah, for me, it's just waking up. I totally get that, though. Yeah, like I remember being a kid. And or not being, I remember when my kids were younger, when we I had the same thing, when it was like a shared bathroom, and it just it was like chaos. Yeah, but yeah, I just don't feel right if I do not shower mm. in the morning. I just like I'll come in, and it's like yeah, eat coffee. It's not the coffee; it's like the actual uh, act of showering, and that's part of me waking up. Uh, I shower two times a day because I feel refreshed, and a lot of people do that. Take the shower right before bed. Mm-hmm. And that, I, that's not that's not that's something I've I've never done. I've never done that as as a practice. But I know a lot of people who do that, saying, you know, at the end of the night, I'm just going to shower before I get into bed. Has that ever occurred to you? Like I like that idea, and I think I would enjoy it. But I, it's just like having a lot of things and having kids at the end right. of the day, when I get to that point where right. I'm ready to go to bed, I'm like, I, want to I could shower or I could I be laying down bed. 30 right. seconds and I, That's what, And I'm afraid that like it would wake me up. Oh. Because I, you, you yeah. I shower in the morning to wake myself up. I'm not going to shower at night thinking it's going to have the same effect. I yeah. don't want to shower at night because if it wakes me up. I think what's true, and this might lead to a larger conversation, is like the habits that we wish we did aren't the habits we do. Like That sounds really nice. Like If my habit was to shower... And then to put my phone down and read a book mm-hmm. for 20 minutes and then go to bed. That would be a great nighttime routine. Absolutely. I never do that. I don't either. Well, I used to, like I was just saying last night, because I have a stack of books on my nightstand, including uh, my wife for Valentine's Day got me um, the Dave Grohl uh, autobiography. But I have like three other books that I've started, and it's like I used to. I was in that habit for a while, where right before bed, I would read a chapter or two, and I would fade off to bed. And now I haven't done that in a while. I just said that yesterday that I need to get back into that habit of reading before bed. Sadly, not sadly, but we've gotten in the habit now where we watch a show or two before we go to bed. And I don't know if that's different and how it. Prepares you for bed. I, I imagine it's probably not as healthy as reading uh, for your mind before you go to bed. I, I would imagine you probably get a better sleep if you read right before you go to bed as opposed to watching television right before you go to bed. But that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, West Side Jane is called in. We've got two Janes, and now we got the West Side Jane calling in. Go ahead, is, Jane. Is that me? That's your West okay. Side Jane, yes. <laughs> I got married in 1972, and uh, back then you weren't, you know, doing the same sort of thing, living together for 300 years before. Yeah. And my my husband took a shower every morning, forever, and every night, forever. And I'm like thinking, oh my god! And so I'm telling my grandma, I said, you know, B, what's going on here? He's taking so much shower. She says, be to God, he's clean. Yeah. Right. And I. I thought it was cute. <laughs> now, Jane, uh, this is a thing, too. I think men are more likely to shower every day than women, right? Don't you think that's the case? I take a bath every day. I love my bath. I hate the shower. I'm oh. basically afraid of it. Um, so, You're afraid of yes, the shower? I, uh, 
Well, this is we've tapped into something here. Why are you afraid of the shower? Well, I think I'm going to slip and kill myself, and then the police are going to see me naked, and then they'll never want to open their eyes again. <laughs> oh, Jane, we love you, West Side Jane. Thank you, Jane. Call in any time. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Baths to me are disgusting, by the really? way. Really? No offense, Jane. I know you love. Yeah, you're just sitting in your own filth. Well, you don't take a bath when you're like, you know, got. Yeah, I know, but it's so just much like dirt on you. I, but I mean, I know that can be relaxed. How about when you're sick? When you're the... sick and you got a little chills? No, that and is aches, true. That's true. When I had, take a bath? the first time I had COVID, I took the bath, and it helped for about ten minutes. And then when I got out, I totally got cold again, and it was brutal. Well, if I'm sick and have the chills like that, I'll take a couple baths a day because yeah. it feels so good, yeah. Uh, text coming in here. Growing up, family of 10 kids in South Minneapolis. Bath night for kids was once a week, Saturday nights. Of course, now I shower every morning. Uh, when I worked, I did it every day just to wake up, retired now twice a week. I take Navy showers. Uh, yes, sh- showers where you turn on the water, get wet, and then you, then you turn the water off, get all soaped up, and then turn the water back on and rinse off. Yeah. Uh, when I worked, I did it every day. Um, I skip a day showering about once a week. I never skip more than one day unless I'm sick, which is rarely. I shower before hit bed. It helps induce sleep and wash off all the day's dirt and sweat. How about when you were raising kids? Because, um, you know, when I was growing up, it was like the once a week, and I think it was Saturday nights for us, and that was bath night. And you mean when you were time. a kid? When you yeah, were a kid? When I was a kid. Yeah, when I was little. I don't but, know. Now there's a lot of parents that are, you know, doing baths, bath time every single night before yeah. bed. No, yeah, it was, yeah, when you have kids, it was certainly not every day, but it was like once, maybe twice a week where you'd, because they weren't like getting that dirty. No. The, and I had girls, you know, boys are different. Sure. They're getting dirtier. A little more in the summer if they're yeah. mucking around. In the but morning. now, you know, but then you get, you know, when, when the boys uh, hit the age of puberty, you know, and they start Oof. to, you know, the Oof. bodies start to stink a little bit. And the the boys really aren't aware of it yet. It's like you got to kind of say, you know what, man, time to uh, time to shower every day, yes. or at least uh, more frequently. Usually because they're involved in so many sports too. It's like you got to. Um, baby wipes work for me. Now there's something to be said about that. I mean, if you're not really filthy, baby wipes work. Quick, especially if you're like like when we go up to deer hunting. Like yeah, I might spend two three days up mm-hmm. there and. There is a shower available, but not a lot of people are using it. But, you know, the baby wipes, uh, they, they, they work. 651-461-9226. What are you laughing at? I'm just laughing that we ended up talking about showering on the radio today. Hey, you got to fill three hours somehow. <laughs> and it can't all be doom and gloom. We started out talking about gun control, about laws. Uh, if you missed that conversation, that was at 9.30. I said, you know, it should be a felony for a straw buyer who uh, buys a gun for someone else. End of story. Not just, well, if that gun is used in a violent crime. No. It should be illegal. That that, that law should have teeth to it so people don't do it. And we get arguments. Well, you know, nobody, those criminals don't follow the rules anyway. So we shouldn't have laws? These are the conversations that have flown or have evolved from what happened a week ago last Sunday when two police officers from Burnsville lost their lives, uh, negotiating with a subject who then opened fire on them, also killed a firefighter, 
the outpouring of support, by the way, for the community of Burnsville has been um, heartfelt, touching. I've seen photos of those police cars and that fire truck out front of Burnsville. We had the police chief and the fire chief yesterday come out and uh, talk to the media and the uh, police chief still very emotional about what's happened at her uh, police department. The mayor of Burnsville was on, I think, the day after this happened. Elizabeth Couts, she's been the longtime mayor of Burnsville, and you could feel the emotion in her voice about what her community has gone through and continues to go through. Uh, we thought it would be a good time tomorrow since the funerals are happening tomorrow, and it will be a very emotional day in Burnsville tomorrow morning when those uh, funerals get underway at 11 o'clock, that we should reconnect with the mayor about how she's viewed the last week and the outpouring of support for her. And hopefully it's helping uh, that community at least start the healing process. Mayor Elizabeth Couts of Burnsville will join us next after the news on News Talk 830 WCCO. And uh, also coming up next hour, we'll do our random review. We'll pick that show uh, that we'll watch tonight, and we'll have a a celebrity reviewer, our own Chad Hartman, who will join us uh, later uh, in the show to do that random review. If you missed it, uh, Jason DeRussia sat down with uh, Nikki Haley, who was in town last night. I believe they're going to air that interview right off the top of the show today when Jason starts at 3 o'clock. Lots coming up. Don't go anywhere on News Talk 830-CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 